and welcome to Dice in a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, diviner of fortunes, and literary anonymous. I'm joined tonight by a peculiar slice, lovingly crafted by my mother. It's been labelled as a peanut and Nutella oat bar. Ooh. Let me describe it to you. Imagine, if you will, the crumbliest and most decadent peanut and Nutella fudge, mm-hmm. which has sort of morsels of oat lightly dispersed throughout. Oh, I see. Uh, that's the sort of situation we're at here. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. The addition of oats makes ah, it healthy. Health food. So I feel nourished. That's a health food bar. <laughs> it sounds real good. All of those things in isolation sound incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's a real rare instance where in isolation the things sound less good than the thing in its kind mm. of amalgamation. I think that's my concern. Like, can I eat peanut butter on its own? Yes. Can I eat Nutella on its own? Yes. But I feel like if you put it all together, it would overwhelm me and I'd be like, this is too much of all mm. of these yeah. things. I'm a big fan of everything in a trifle, but I don't like trifle. Ooh. See, I'm coming in here with the strong opinion, I don't like Nutella. Oh no, it's get fine. out. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know I know I'm the newest one here, but get out. I can't, I can't out. leave. I'm sorry. I have to be here <laughs> right, for the show. D- on behalf of Dyson and Slice, I'm taking a stand. People are allowed to like things that other people do <laughs> like. Because what that means, we can have... Jazz's cosmic portion of Nutella. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's I, more, I, I it's more Nutella for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I had a phase in my very first year of uni where I was too anxious to go into the kitchen because there was always people there and I didn't like particularly the boys I lived with. But sometimes I'd want a treat and there wasn't like lots of things I would keep in my room. But one of the things I did keep in my room was a jar of Nutella. And then when I wanted a seat treat, I would just have couple teaspoons of Nutella and it was great and that was just the snack that lived in my room that was like yeah a jar of Nutella seems like a sensible thing when I don't feel able to go to the fucking group kitchen. It is a good nostalgic offering say a nostalgia for your past anxieties here have a jar of Nutella. All those issues you were having that you then kind of didn't know how to feed yourself here you go here's a happy fun tasty sweet memories sweet sweet memories my favorite (laughs) sweet treat for when i'm feeling extra extra sad uh and you are allowed to judge me for this if if you so wish uh is a sandwich with peanut butter and nutella in and it's like a little reese's that's no judgment judgment in that that sounds great safe space for delicious treats it makes me very happy my special sandwiches that i like to have when i'm treating myself is a crisp sandwich specifically white bread with butter and like the Walker's Thai sensations. Because oh, they're normally a bit too spicy for me on their own, but you put them with butter and you crush them all down so they're all crumbly with like Warburton's toasty bread. There's a specific set of circumstances. <laughs> you know what I bits. love? So I good. love a chip butty. Yes. Just give me all that carbohydrate with some ketchup on it. Yes. It has to be crinkle chips. I can't stand any other kind of chip. That's interesting. A, a chip shop chip in a chip butty is the one for me. Mm-mm. But I can imagine a crinkle cut being excellent as well. Yeah, crinkle cut's the best ones. <laughs> this is going to be the longest intro ever. Oh, hi. Yeah, so my name's Jazz and I stand <laughs> crinkle chips. And I also play Skylar. Uh, today I have got the complete opposite to a chip butty, but uh, that's it. I'm still happy with it. I'm still okay. It's uh, ice cream. I'm with, so interested um, to hear why that's the total opposite. <laughs> yeah, but it is, I'm also it? interested to hear how that falls under slice or baked goods. Fuck you, that's why. <laughs> it has slices of frozen fruit in okay. it. That, those are slices. Let's, hang on, let's check with the judges. That is a slice. Can we get the VAR on that? 
I am good god I am Tom and I play Bodhi Sobek and today I have with me I'm really sorry I'm super repping Beefcake right now but right now is a, is, is, is not a happy time for Tom uh, and so I am going back to my good good uh, sort of past and uh, part of that was uh, Jamaican ginger cake uh. Uh, no I didn't spend any time in Jamaica ever it's just the McVitie's <laughs> one because uh, my mum used to get it for us and it's real tasty it's good and moist and kind of you all know what a Jamaican ginger cake from McVitie's uh, tastes mm-hmm. like um, in the audience I, I mean, genuinely don't oh, oh I've never had one so never good. in my life so I'm like good. is it the same as ginger cake like like normal ginger cake in terms of like shop-bought cakes mm. yeah. it is up there it's like well I'll let Tom describe it it's his slice I've never had just a ginger cake you've never had ginger cake that wasn't McVitie's exactly all Jamaican <laughs> um the the Jamaican ginger cake from McVitie's is dense and uh, rich and it has just syrup all the way through. The spice from the ginger is not overpowering, but it is so present. So much more present than you would expect from a from a shop-bought cake. Does that make sense? It does. It's so tasty, it's decadent. Would you feel comfortable uh, trying some if I bought some over at some point, Alicia? Yeah, I'd absolutely try it. I won't lie, anything that's really heavy on syrup, my brain goes, Ugh, but I would absolutely try it. I'm a big ginger cake fan. It's, it's not like, it's not syrupy it's just like lightly mm. sticky on McVitie's Jamaica ginger cake my my friend Harvey's mum that's their name it's Harvey's mum it's weird <laughs> makes a really good uh, sticky toffee uh, pudding and I said to her I, I have to know your recipe for this because I, I need to make this and she says well this is how you make the toffee sauce and it's just a Jamaica ginger cake oh you've oh, told us this story goodness. on podcast before. oh it's been on podcast yeah, yeah I think, you've I already think I've, done I think this I've bit. bought a Jamaican ginger cake before and I apologise um, what I also <laughs> apologise about is not remembering that story because that's Sounds like the best dessert I've ever. I'm not much I won't of a lie. dessert guy. I might have cut it before, but it's definitely happened before, if not maybe twice. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, sometimes the baked good chat is not good enough to stay in, guys. Not everything you say is gold. I have to make decisions <laughs> at the moment. Hey, listen, and be we're like, just parting the veil right now. We're just, we're just sort of, uh, you know, <gasps> opening up those curtains yeah, guys. to you all. Hi, I'm Alicia. I play Tala, and my slice was also baked by Josh's mum because she bought us an array of baked goods this week, and I have coffee cake. And Josh's mum's coffee cake fucks. And I'm not even a big coffee cake person. So that means you know it's good. Because I don't know if I've talked about this. I don't actually drink coffee, friends. I don't don't get it. It doesn't make me feel awake. Doesn't give me a buzz of energy. Can I just double check? Have you also had an ADHD? I have ADHD and autism. (laughs) I've got both, baby. Which means that my brain barely functions and I'm having a great time. But yeah, but Helen, your coffee cake is delicious. Good job. I'm having a great it's time. It's a really good coffee cake and there's like a little chocolatey it's swirl on top spongy. as well. Yeah, like little chocolate like shavings. Ooh. Incredible. So Skylar, why don't you catch us up on what happened last time? Well, we uh, opened our scene as it were in the temple and we were facing off against these I think they're called gangers. So we tried to reason with them for a while. One of them started approaching us and Tala then walked towards them and then they went back into this sort of awful, sticky, swampy water. We had a kind of back and forth on a lot of our different options, but then we settled on the the best one being (laughs) Bodhi making Tala fly, which was pretty cool. So then the fight broke out. There was a, uh, a riddle that uh, Tala had to solve real quick to, to save us from certain doom. And she did it. Then Jack LeBlanc showed up to kind of help us out. 
then Tyler got sucked into a portal by a tentacle. Meanwhile, around a boardroom table, a collection of figures sit in the depths of a heated discussion as a tired presenter desperately tries to explain a chart to them. An intern-type figure scurries in and passes a large manila envelope to the only figure sat in quiet. Upon reading the contents therein, he stands up with a large grin and announces, Gentlemen, there's been a change of plan. So, Bodhi, Skylar, uh, Tala has just been snatched through a portal in front of you. Fucking shit. Uh, uh, Tala! Is the portal still there? Yep, the, this, this sort of large, inky, dark portal sort of swirls gently in front of you. The ripples from where the tentacle came through and retracted, sort of now beginning to fade towards the edges. Uh, Jacques LeBlanc looking quite confused from the doorway behind you. Of course, the gangers are there sort of just watching. Oh, yeah. I think immediately, as soon as it happens, um, after the shock has worn off, Bodhi just starts going, Tala, Tala, can you hear me? Yeah. Through the ring. Can I hear? Uh, the ring does not appear to be working. Oh, okay. shit. We've got to go. Tala, can you roll me an athletics check, please? At advantage. That's an 18. Bodhi and Skylar, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, We've got to no. go through. What if we can't uh, get back? Tala's through there. I know, I'm just trying to think. If we can't get back out, then us going in ain't going to help her. He's kind of like having a quick look to see like if there's anywhere that he can tie a rope to, like a door handle or yeah, something. Yeah, well, there's, there's this, um, in, in the middle of the room, there is this sort of dais with the large bronze bowl ah, on it. The bronze yes. bowl has got handles that you could tie it to. Uh, it seems to be pretty secured to the dais. Okay, cool. So he's going to be like, right, okay, let's do this. And so he's going to tie his adventurer's rope to that. Okay, roll me a survival check. All right. That sounded like a branded rope that you were like plugging just <laughs> Adventurer's then. rope TM. I'm going to tie my adventurer's rope, which you can get using code SKYLAR20 for 20% off your adventurer's rope. Only the best rope. <laughs> uh, that is a 25. You tie the best damn knot you You've tied in a good long time. Of course I do. Make sure your rope is the dopest. <laughs> I like that. Use code Skylar20 at checkout. Yeah, so I'm going to tie that to myself and the bowl. And mm -hmm. then he's like looking to Bodhi, like, do you want to be tied onto this as well? I think I think when you look round, uh, Bodhi's already gone. <laughs> Damn it, Bodhi! <laughs> I love the support, Bodhi. Tyler, can you roll me a wisdom saving throw, please? What throw did you just ask me to make? A wisdom saving throw, please. Fuck, I thought you said death. <laughs> That's a 22. Skylar, as you oh, tie the rope onto the bowl and Bodhi, you charge towards this portal, abandoning self-preservation uh, to rescue Tala. Tala gets thrown out. Well, she I say she gets thrown out of the portal. It feels like she's almost like stumbling out, <gasps> charging out. Uh, Bodhi, can you roll me an acrobatics check, please? <laughs> oh, no. Incredible. That's a 16 on the dice. Yeah, with, with the 16, you're like able to not completely fall over and get bowled over by Tala, who staggers out. In one hand, uh, she's got her trident, which is covered in this like blue green blood. And like the rest of her is also just covered in this horrible, well, it's blood. It's just covered in gore. 
basically. Tala. And in one hand, in the hand that doesn't have the trident, there's just like the end of this tentacle. Does this tentacle look like something that we've seen before? Uh, roll me an arcana check. Ooh, that's another 16. I mean, aberrant tentacles all look kind of similar. Cool. By the sheer nature of the fact that they're tentacles, it could look like something that you have seen before, but it's it's hard to say. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty janked up. Cool. Tala wasn't gone long, but whatever she's done to this thing has made it very difficult to recognize. It's not an abolith. Is what I'm thinking. Um, do, do I remember what happened while I was through the thing? Let's step back a couple of moments, Ooh. shall we? Let's. Tala, you get grabbed yeah. by this tentacle and I just yanked through. Yeah. As you quickly come to terms with what's happening, your blind sight kicks in and you oh, yeah. know that this is a tentacle that is connected to something else. Your athletics check was to rip off the edge of this tentacle. Nice. You turn with your trident and sort of thrust it forwards as you feel a psychic assault sort of try to assail you, <gasps> but you feel as though you fended it off. Okay. Was it all just like the pitch black of the portal? Yeah, just the pitch black of the portal. Okay. Unending darkness. Mm, and you just that. ran straight back through the portal. So Tala's just <laughs> breathing and bloody. She's just like, fucking shit, fuck. Oh, shit. <sighs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, no, no. Don't apologise. Are, are you okay? Yeah, he's going to run over and be like, are you all right? I, I think so. I Something grabbed me. Tried to get in my brain, which makes me concerned because Avaliths try and Aww. get in your fucking brain. Yeah. Um, so maybe we don't hang out by the portal okay. uh, when we rest. Mm. I, think, mm -hmm. I, I think that's mm -hmm. fair. Uh, can I just think back to where Tala was standing before she got dragged through and uh, hopefully make an assessment. Basically right next door to the portal. Great, great. <laughs> like, like literally, like it, it wasn't like it reached out and was feeling around for whatever was there. <laughs> it, That's horrible. It's just flippity-floppity. Yeah, flippity-flopping around. Tapping on the floor. Whatever was in there must have sensed in some way that there was a being there and it just... Gotcha. Um, it was all pretty black when I went through there. I don't know... I think we were planning on kind of investigating, but now we know something's there. Um, Skylar, on me a perception check. 14. Skylar, you don't know where Jacques LeBlanc is. <gasps> oh no, did he get got? Did we see him leave? <laughs> he came into the back room with you guys. Was Jacques LeBlanc in the room when I came back through? Or was he gone by the time I got back? You didn't notice him, but you weren't looking for him. You were you were covered in quite a lot of blood. A lot of disgusting blood. Yeah. Uh, where's Jacques? Jacques! And I, he, I'm gonna run back to the door. Do you cross the threshold to the door? My head does. As you uh, pop your hands on the wall and, you, and your head through the door, the gangers all like slowly extend their hands towards your face. Ew. Like they are all around that entranceway into the room that you're in. Okay, well I back up. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you don't back up, you'll find wet clammy hands <laughs> all over your face. Like toddlers when they see a dog. Before I pull back, can I roll a perception? Yes, you may, absolutely. 20. 20, yeah, you don't see Jacques LeBlanc anywhere. Okay, so now I pull my head back like, no. Yeah, there's, there's no, like, path through the gangers or anything like that. Is there anything in the room? Any other doors? Any bricks askew? Um, well, you, you do know that, that the temple has a back entrance. You found the portal by trying to find the back entrance. Yeah. There is an illusory wall at the back of this room yeah. that covers a staircase that goes up. You just gotta get past the portal. Okay, but there's like nowhere else. There's not like a secret, any other secret doors where Jacques could have gone through or. You, you're welcome to do an investigation check. Yes. That is a thirteen. Uh, you look around. You look for sconces to pull on. Maybe, maybe there's a way to like rub the bowl or twist it in some way to open a secret door. 
But you didn't hear any doors open and you don't find anything that would suggest that there is a door to open there. How did he just disappear? I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he went through to try and find you as well or or just ran. I mean I feel like if if, if he came through I would have felt him because he would have come within my blind sight, but I didn't feel anyone else come through. I mean <sighs> maybe he ran. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, is it worth, worth us checking? Um, I'm going to look at the ceiling. Uh, yeah, you look at the ceiling. There is no sign of Jacques Leblanc there. No, there's no sort of like trapdoor outline, no portal. Afraid not. Okay. I mean, if we know that the portal is maybe a bad shout, do we just want to go out the fucking exit. I mean, yeah. I'm not really keen on going in there. Tyler just like sloughs some blood off her and is like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Not, not, you know, not worth it. I mean, if it's a secret entrance, I can only assume that people are aware of something happening in here. Mm. It's definitely best probably not to go out of the entrance. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's up there. Yeah, we hope. Right. Yeah, I guess we go up the stairs and hope to find Jacques. You start to go up the stairs and you feel the temple begin to quake ever so it's not like a violent quake it's sort of like when a train is first pulling off and it just sort of shakes a little bit did this happen at the last temple is this the same thing yeah i feel like this is familiar at the last temple there was a slightly bigger singular quake and then the water started rising has anything else started happening is it like filling with sand or some shit yeah like vines coming from somewhere or swamp water not as far as you can see (sighs) i guess we just keep moving and ignore the rumbling Mm. yeah i mean I'm I'm usually on the open ocean. Uh, being under the, so much stone is not particularly pleasant for me. Shall we? Yeah, let's let's pick up yeah. the pace. Just like a giant gravestone. Don't need that. Oh, yeah. God. So you scamper up the stairs. As you do, the the quaking doesn't change, but these stairs seem to go on for an unreasonably long time. And you you come out of them, and you realise it comes out almost at the very top of the temple. Oh right. Which, as you look around, now you're out there and sort of into this fresh air. You can see below you uh-huh. there are trees that are like halfway down this temple. As in trees growing out of the temple, or they are halfway down the height of the temple? The tallest trees come to about halfway down this temple. Is this the same size of temple that we went in? Like, does it seem like the same size, or does it seem like we've come out of a different temple? This temple seems to have risen out of the ground. <gasps> oh, that's what the shaking oh. was. Are we still in Oasis? I mean, yes, you are You are still technically in Oasis, if we understand the property lines sort of go directly vertically up. <laughs> so can we see whether or not additional steps have come up, mm-hmm. like we've actually just come out of the ground, or are we literally floating? No, you, you look down and you see that this stone ziggurat of a temple uh, has risen out of the ground (gasps) and has like pulled up some of the land with it as it has done so. As you sort of come to terms with this, you turn around and you see that these other elven relics almost have also risen out of the ground. The ones that had like fallen into disrepair and had sort of gone on their sides almost as though they'd sunken into the swamp have righted themselves. And these stone buildings now like stand throughout Oasis and unfortunately there are homes that have been displaced by the movement of some of these stone buildings yeah yeah and you look around like they are still old and decrepit the quality of the structures has not improved but it is just the placement of them within the ground itself that has changed they have all without exception risen out of the ground as though that which was below the ground has now come up 
to reach the surface. Are these all the same structures that Jacques LeBlanc prophesized were like conjured into the space? Yes, yes. These are those same those same uh, ancient relics. Yes. Damn. Okay. <sighs> yeah, we've done something here. Yeah. Would it be worth just trying to get away f- as quickly as possible? <laughs> From where? Back to the bunk, the barracks? Literally anywhere less incriminating than on the temple that's just grown. <laughs> is there a way for us to get down? Are there like stairs coming down the back of where we are? Or is it like we are on a ledge and there's no way down? If you went back around the front, you would find that there are steps going down. The sort of, the bottom half of the steps are quite muddy. I guess it's probably guess best to go around the front because then we can find our way back to the barracks because that's where we've left everyone else. Okay. Yes. As you come around the front and look down, you see that the barracks buildings have all been upturned by the movement of this cigarette coming out of the ground. Upturned, okay. like destroyed or just a bit higgledy-piggledy? Imagine a building and then flip it by 45 degrees. Tala starts to run down the stairs. <laughs> Excellent. She just runs. I guess we're running uh, <laughs> on much smaller legs. Uh, Bodhi starts doing the same. As you run down to the steps and come closer to ground level, uh, you see like your crew have like staggered out of one of the buildings and they're looking around really confused which i think is understandable and there are many other elves from style now who have like come up to this temple and are like looking up at it skylar and i still look like temple guards so that's one thing (laughs) i will add this ostensibly some of the temple guards are walking through the ziggurat oh my god like they're on a set path (laughs) yeah and they don't (gasps) yeah Okay, I I try and use the ring before, like I'm. I'm, The ring works um, again, by the way. Excellent. I have a 25 foot walking speed. I'm I'm absolutely lagging behind massively, and I just go, okay, uh, you two are guards. I'm just me. Should I get out of here? Because I can. We need to get the crew first, so I say we just all meet and go from there. They can't pin this on us. <laughs> how, how far away are they at the moment? Uh, depends on why you're asking. Trying to bamf myself down there and pre- look like I've been there the whole time. Dimension door, 500 foot. Oh yeah, you can do that. That's fine. Incredible. I think I'm just going to do that. I, I, I start to become uh, muddy, slushy water, regrow over with them and sort of like, as I'm doing it, just kind of l- try to make it look as though I'm digging myself out of caved in dirt. Mm-hmm. And just go... Oh, God. Love oh. Do it, sell it. Thanks for saving me, guys. <laughs> Roll me a deception check, please, Bodie. Uh, 13 plus 4, 17. Yeah. Actually, some of the crew even, like, turn and look, and they're like, Tiny goes, uh, Bodie, I, I thought you were in there with uh, Skylar and Tala. What a- oh, oh. Yeah, oh, much appreciated, mate. Yeah, that's great. That's that's brilliant, I'm, that. I'm yeah. sorry. It wasn't a... It wasn't a look, I'm... I'm like tiny looks up at the two of you coming down the steps mm. like he's just sort of put a, put a hand on Bodhi's head unfortunately as, as though to say like I'm glad you're okay <laughs> how does tiny seem and pad do they still seem freaked out they don't seem that freaked out no okay they seem to be momentarily distracted by <laughs> all the fuck that's going on and tiny seems to have concern on his face because he's concerned if the two of you are okay um pad oh. is sort of slightly more in, in the middle between being concerned Concerned with his own shit, and also if you guys are okay. Sure. Um, and the rest of the crew are all mostly making sure that each other are okay, and then eventually notice that you guys are also running down the temple. Tala kind of says through the ring as she like closes the distance. She's like, Bodhi, is there something magically happening with these temples? Like, are they going to keep growing? I can check for you. Just give me ten minutes, and I, I sit down on the ground, looking like I've had a day, because we all have, and just start casting detect magic. Okay. 
I mean, it, it takes you guys much less than 10 minutes to get down the steps, mm -hmm. but you get there and like none of the townspeople really seem to be looking at you, which is weird. They're busying themselves with their own worries. You check in with the crew, everyone's fine. No sign of Jacques LeBlanc yet. While they're busying, Tyler will probably get rid of the uniform mm. oh, sure. and just kind of stash it in some of the rubble because if the grung comes, she can't be seen to be impersonating a girl. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, fine. Same. You're in no immediate <laughs> concern of being caught out there. Bodhi, your detect magic goes off and you just detect the same sort of low level, I think it was conjuration and, and transfiguration. Same home. You are aware, Bodhi, that detect magic is not like a cure-all, as in like you, in, in of yourself, you're aware yeah. that detect magic cannot tell you everything yeah. about everything. Yeah, same amount of hum, uh, but um, I mean, that, that, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that something hasn't happened you know I, this isn't identify or something like that i can't i can't figure out exactly yeah. what's happening um but it seems to be the same level of magic so skylar stood there sort of looking around at these like giant things that have risen out and he's sort of like in a little bit of shock oh sure i would like to roll like a law like some kind of like history or something like that to what extent what is it that you're trying to discern i would like to discern what these are in a cultural context yeah that's a history check you may do so at advantage that's a seven skylar as far as you're aware these buildings these rubbles these ruins have always been there okay this is probably never happened before because you feel like if it if it would have happened before they would have stayed up hard to say oh you wouldn't have built buildings around them just in case <laughs> well exactly <laughs> it's like their teeth growing in oh i didn't enjoy that but you're mm -hmm. right because like you see them a little bit and then they're just coming further out but yeah you guys are all there as like more and more people are starting to gather around i mean the grung is gonna have to have something to say right so maybe we just wait and see what he hypothesizes to everyone. Yeah, yeah. What's what's our story if he speculates that we have something to do with it? You know, we're just exploring when it all happened. We were around the temple and it started to grow out of the ground. Okay. I don't think he can prove that we were there. That's a bold statement. Good. I mean, it is. But also, if he does know we were there, what's the worst he's going to do? Try and attack us? Isn't that why we came here anyway? Yeah, I guess so. Is there anything that you can tell us, Skylar, about this place that we don't know? Because you've kind of said, you know, there's like this this cult energy and that the Grung is a bad person. But like, did anything happen when you lived here before? Like, does he sacrifice people? Because we've kind of just seen brainwashed people, but we've not seen anything super concerning yet. Yeah, do people leave and not come back? Or? So, Skylar, the, the first thing is that like, no one gets to leave. I think this was the biggest thing for you at the time. Yeah. Your your main reasons f for leaving was that no one was allowed to leave. Mm -hmm. And and by that I don't mean like necessarily the town of Oasis but like the the region of Oasis. Yeah. Cuz cuz everyone patrols the swamps and that's where that all comes from but you you weren't allowed to go any further afield. You weren't allowed to talk about what was further afield or think about what was further afield. Mm -hmm. You also know that not long before you left, Skylar, you had a realization that there were no children. Oh. There are no elf children. Your sister, like while she is your younger sister, and you remember having a childhood with her, at the age that you left, there were no elven children, and no one was allowed to leave. Oh, Alicia's got so many theories. There, there is education, and you do remember sort of being in that education. It's very nearly like Sunday school-esque with the grung telling you mm. about Jarl and how to live in a way that honors Jarl and to thank things. And everything that everyone does in this town is done because the Grung says that is how they must be. Mm -hmm. And anyone who doesn't follow that 
well, they're not around. Yeah. But you don't know anyone who hasn't followed that. Mm. People just do as the grung says. And you leaving was like, and this is why it was such a huge moment for you, because no one leaves and no one has these original thoughts or anything like that. In addition, at sundown, there is always a gathering and people always bring what food they have and it is placed uh, placed in a central location, like in, in the middle of, of the town. And everyone eats together. <laughs> and then the grung uh, takes it. So he relays all of this. The grung is one of two things in my mind um, and I can't figure out which is worse. Um, Hang on, so, so people still have food to eat? But is it like any excess food they have to bring to him? They eat during the day. So if they get food during the day and yeah. eat it then, they can have it. But anything left at the end of the day, they must give to him. Yep. So they have to find food every single day. Yep. Or they don't eat. Yep. There's no way that this land is that bountiful. This is Bug's Life. <laughs> a Bug's Life is a great fucking analogy. <laughs> it is a Bug's Life. I can't say I know shit's going on with this grung, but if these statues are kind of conjured here from like somewhere else and some place else where they don't know where they're going, which is why they get just like shunted into this reality. What if that is from like a different timeline and the reason you guys can't leave is because you're maybe not meant to be a part of this timeline. And when you left Oasis, you fucked up the timeline. And then Jacques had to come here. Skylar looks like that is just such a big concept. Like, if, if shit's not meant to be here, how do we know that the people are meant to be here? Why did Jack suddenly end up here? You're the only one who left and now there's more than one of you? That cannot be coincidence, right? I, I really think it is coincidence. <laughs> I'm really hot hanging on to Tala looks at Bodhi as if to be like, come on, bud, conspiracy along with me here, because... I mean, look, it's a possibility, but... Um, I mean, ain't anything I, a possibility? I, I'm a doer, and there's not a huge amount to do right now. There's not, I, I can't do anything with that information. So um, find me something to do and I'll do it. <laughs> Big I think mood. Tyler just like pats Bodhi on the sh shoulder, like feeling his turmoil. <laughs> My children. Oh, shit. Says the grung. From where? From within the crowd somewhere. Just checking he wasn't like on top of the temple. It would appear that there has been a great change come upon our humble town. Now this change may bring great turmoil to you all. Some of you have lost your homes, but as a community, we will come together and we will thrive. I must ask you all now to search deep within yourselves to find the strength that I provide to you. Can I insight to see if he knows what's going on? Like, does he seem like panicked? Is it like, fuck, things are rising out of the ground? Or does he seem like, yeah, this is fine? Yeah, roll an insight check. Yeah, 22. Ooh. Yeah, this feels very improvised. <laughs> <laughs> this I think is... Tala just says telepathically, she's like, he's shitting himself. He doesn't know mm. what the fuck's going on. Good. I must ask you all now to heed my preachings. Do not approach the temples. Do not approach these accursed ruins that have risen from the ground. The dead must stay dead and what is dead cannot live or rise. Are there still temple guards walking into the temple and just like disappearing? There are, yes. Tala telepathically is like, should we point that out and see what his response is? What are those? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How close are these buildings to one another? There's quite a bit of distance between all of them, like like a sizable distance. It's not like they're all packed in really close. 
I would say they are packed in about as closely as multi-story car parks would be in a reasonably sized town or city. As in the <laughs> nice, big, like, nice. old stone <laughs> things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does the grung respond to Bodies? <laughs> what are those comments about the guards that are just non-corporeal? Um, Bodie, I need you to roll a performance check for me to draw <laughs> attention to the guards okay. that are okay. non-corporeal. Oh, that wasn't good. <laughs> Can Tala help? I got a six. <laughs> Tala, you can roll another performance check. Well, I got a ten, so together that's a sixteen. Um, Tala, with your with your ten, uh, you do like draw the attention of a few people near you, and they and like a mutter, a murmur begins, and then it like sweeps through the crowd. You hear the grung again. Do not fear the spectres that patrol these hallowed grounds, for they are here to protect you as much in death as they did in life. Pay respectful heedance to our fallen brethren. Does that mean Dane's dead? <laughs> uh, no, I'm um, I'm right here. Oh, oh, hi, Dane. Is he dressed like a like a guard? No, nope. Dane is just like there in the crowd, sort of. Dane's safe, everyone. <laughs> no need to worry <laughs> about Dane. Like a gentle, like. <sighs> <laughs> but there, there is there is now like a, a sense of sadness in the crowd as well, because they seem to be under the impression that all of the people they knew that have become guards if they did know anyone who had become a guard are now dead and are spectres walking around. But they would have been dotted all over. This is wild. Um, roll me an insight check, Tyler. 21. These people believe everything that they are told. But why? Why is that? Why are they so willing to believe? Because mm. it's nothing magical. So why? <laughs> Skylar, at the start of his adventure, leaving Oasis, you would have been quite trustworthy. Like, you would have mm -hmm. trusted people on instinct because... In Oasis, because everyone believes everything everyone says, no one really has cause to lie because it's a community and it's built like that. You learnt rather quickly after leaving Oasis that people do tell untruths and you should not believe everything that people say. But Tyler, when you first met Skylar, he was like relatively naive. Yeah. So maybe this is just through hundreds of years of everyone always being honest. I guess you would, you would never question. Mm. Just because that was such a good role. The grung seems to have gone silent. Has the grung like looked at the temple or he's just stood there? You can't see him. Oh. Oh, because he's within the crowd and yep. he's tiny. He's sure. Sure. Okay. I mean, is there anything else we can do to sow dissent, to sow uh, disbelief? Or if he's on the run, uh, if he's if he's making up ground, now's the time to distill that yeah. disbelief, no? Does Skylar know anybody who became a guard? Uh, no, other than Dane, who isn't yet a guard. So in the entire time that I lived there, I never saw anybody becoming a guard. Nope. Not that you can remember. Weird. It is weird, isn't it? Yes. You know what, guys? It is weird. Thank you for picking up on that. <laughs> the stones that rose from the ground, and you said like the ground came up with them. Yes. Is the ground like surrounding the stone or is it like an extra platform that the stone is now on top of? In some places, um, the stone of these buildings has like burst through the earth and there is just like a crater behind, like, uh -huh. if it, like when a tree falls over and it takes up the roots with it. Okay. In other cases, it's like the earth has almost come up like a skirt. Okay. So it now looks as though these, these buildings are like on a hill or something. Tala just yells and is like, didn't you make the ground come up out of the earth yesterday in the same way Ooh. and now that's what's happened with the big rocks Ooh. Ooh. Tala because Bodhi's like how can we sow dissent and Tala's like I'm always ready to sow some dissent Tala persuasion check oh, that's good oh my god I just got a nat 20 <laughs> oh my goodness excellent oh hello welcome aboard you you seem a little different what's up 
this place, it's The Middle Bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Now don't worry, I'm sure I'm just overthinking things. Come, let's catch up over a cold ale. First, all shook up. Upshoot Theatre Company presents the rockin' and rollin' musical that brings the music of Elvis Presley to life, All Shook Up. It's 1955, and into a square little town in a square little state rides a guitar-playing roustabout who changes everything and everyone he meets. Inspired by Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, this hip-swivelin', toe-tappin' musical will have you jumpin' out of your seat and into your blue suede shoes with classics such as Heartbreak Hotel, Hound Dog, and Jailhouse Rock. For more information and tickets, head on over to fishertheatre.org or find Upshoot Theatre Company on Facebook. Next, Geeky Clean, where luxury and magic come together to create the finest geeky bath bombs and potions in all the land. Their apothecary is run by the whimsical bath witch, Steph, who spends her days concocting her signature dice bombs and infusing each one with a unique blend of fragrances and colours. Their handcrafted bath bombs are sure to delight. Each one is carefully crafted with the finest ingredients and a touch of magic to bring a little joy and relaxation to your life. So come, adventurer, and experience the magic of Geeky Clean and with the special discount code DICENASLICE, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, you can get 10% off your next purchase, so there's never been a better time to make your bath times magical. Love discounts on geeky things? Well, we're trying our darndest to get them to you, info of which can often be found on our socials, meaning X, Facebook, and Instagram, at Dysonaslice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, and also our Discord, where there's a fun little community of geeky people just like yourself. Joining info for that can be found in those aforementioned socials. And of course, I have to thank Alicia, who's just tops, really great, and very, very talented. And now, back to the action. Tala Persuasion Check. Oh, that's good. Oh my god, I just got a nat 20. <laughs> oh my goodness. Plus, Excellent. plus one. So, the gods are on my side. There is a definite strong murmur among the crowd oh. now. As, as like, you can hear, especially the people near you, you can hear them like, oh, wow, that's, that, that's an awful good point. Yeah, that's uh, why the blue lady says, she's, she's saying, seems to be saying some things that make sense. Well, <laughs> wow, yes, he did come out of the ground like that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And the grung, the grung says, my powers are not connected to these happenings that have befallen us today. But I appreciate your concern. Talassa, was it? Just Tala, it's fine. Oh. Tala. Aureleth. Tala just like shrugs. Mm, as I thought. It cannot be a coincidence that these strangers have arrived in our lands and on that same day these strange happenstances occur. And I'm going to roll a persuasion check. Ooh. At advantage. <laughs> Unfair. No, it totally makes sense. Of They're course he's cult. got away with these people. They're not your cult. <laughs> hey, one day, maybe I'll have a cult all my own. No. Bad, 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 Tara. No one day. That is not a, not a, very, not a very good score. <gasps> even with advantage. Well, even with advantage, it was a dirty 20. Oh. And like the, the murmurs sort of get a bit Louder and hang on, we came about with the the last harvest of the of the season. Surely, surely that's a momentous and auspicious occasion. You can't you can't have that be a coincidence and uh, not this one. Roll me persuasion check. <laughs> we just 
You're just, you're just, just yelling. Like, it's like, big thing happened. It's also so funny that we're yelling at the Grung who we can't see. So we're just yelling at a voice in the distance. Yeah. That was a 15. Bodhi, the, the, the crowd are murmuring quite loudly. Oh. Um, like the, one, the ones near you are like, oh, that's actually quite a good point, but he, he is very small. Have you seen how small he is? Yeah, he's, he's very small. Smaller than the Grung. I don't, I didn't think you could get that small. Okay. Scarlet, can you up. roll me a wisdom saving throw, please? Nat 20. Natural 20. Excellent. Oh my goodness. Just building off of Tama's point. He's like, well, how can you prove that you didn't do this? Roll me a persuasion check. At advantage. 22. Oh, damn. The grung. Yeah, outgrugging this grung. <laughs> you can hear like a quiver in his voice. And I think because this comes from Skylar as well, it's like extra. Mm. It says, uh, you you cannot prove a negative. <clears throat> oh. He will not be rolling an advantage. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> There's grung law. 22. Oh, he got a 21. <laughs> there are a few people that are like, Oh, well, that seems like philosophy to me, but I, I, I'm not a philosopher, so I wouldn't quite know about that. Skylar, you got a natural 20 on your wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. As the crowd goes entirely silent Ooh. and all the heads, like, turn to you all. Oh, this is like the last hope 2.0. Skylar and Tala, you recognize this. Bodhi, you've heard of this. You were at sea when this happened at the last hope. Yeah. As all of their faces turn to you almost blank with their expression. And their pupils are just like filling the entire eye. Mm-hmm. And they just look at you. Skylar gets mad. As all of that happens with one voice, they all say, Skylar Sticks, how can you betray your family like that? So Skylar is going to like walk towards the crowd. They just like stand closer together. We're, however you were to approach them, it's like the ones that you're approaching will like bunch up closer. Mm-hmm. Is that like to protect the grung, I assume? Ostensibly. Are there trees around me? Can I get into them? There are not many trees around you. But you there's might some. Be able, you might be able to scamper to a tree. Not a very big tree. That's fine. I just need to get to all of them people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Roll me an acrobatics check to get to and up the tree. 26. Oh, yeah. Skylar, you are Deft. He walks towards them, sees them lock up, and then he his eyes just like glance and he just jumps into a tree. And as he like jumps into it and crouches on the branch, he then kind of like holds onto one and stands up on this branch, like looking over the people with his bow in his other hand. And he just sort of shouts over them to wherever the grung is, like, let my people go, grung. Roll me a perception check. It's 21. Uh, you can't see the grung anywhere. I start looking for the next tree to jump to. You can essentially Assassin's Creed your way out of this situation. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Skylar, you cannot see the grung anywhere, but as you say that, like, the gathered throng, the darkness sort of leaves their eyes, and they all look around sort of concerned again. Mm-hmm. Skylar, you remember some occasions in your past, now remember some occasions in your past, where you feel as though you have come out of a weird sleep yeah i would like to assassin's creed uh to what end what are you trying to achieve you just want to get out of this situation i want to get over this crowd to find the grung okay give me another acrobatics check and another perception check please 26 on the acrobatics 
Nat 20 on the perception. perception. So that's a that is a 30. I am hunting. I am like a fucking bloodhound. Absolutely. Yeah, Skyler, you're you're going jumping from all these different vantage points, looking around. Bodhi and Tala, like you've seen Skylar do this sort of on the ship on occasion. And but he's doing this now with like a new drive and determination. There's something different. There's an edge to Skylar that that you've not seen. Yeah. You are desperately searching for hints of tracks Mm -hmm. or footprints or like a blurble in the mud where the grung may have hidden. And you Mm -hmm. simply do not know where the grung has gone. And it occurs to you that perhaps the grung was never in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like stood on this rooftop, looking around, can see that he's just not there. And he kind of just goes, oh, you coward. You guys hear this echo throughout Oasis. Skylar screaming, you coward, throughout the whole of Oasis. And there is, there is no response. Does the fog where the grung lives look any different? Has it changed? Is it moving? Like has... doesn't doesn't seem to look any different. And Skylar, you can tell from your from your various vantage points that the fog itself hasn't changed. So I'm gonna look round back to where I know the group are, guys. I'm going for the the Grung Hut. Are you guys able to come with me? Oh yeah. Of course. And Tala just like unsheaths her trident and just starts walking towards the fog. She's like, fuck yeah, let's go. I've wanted to punch this bitch mm-hmm. since we got here. <laughs> the gathered people around the various buildings sort of dazed and confused and are all sort of going about their day and talking to each Aww, other. That's sad. And like they're giving the guards a sensible amount of room as the guards sort of do what, whatever they're doing. Like they're, they're, they're the illusions. Yeah. So the illusions are still going around? Yeah. I think anytime Tala goes past a guard, she just like puts her hand straight through it because that shatters the illusion, right? Tala, each time you do that in full view of people or if people notice you doing it, they wince ever so slightly. Aww. You can't quite tell what that means. Interesting. And like you might okay. occasionally hear, hear, hear someone go, did you see the way that blue maiden treated that guard? That's completely disrespectful. Oh, so the illusion doesn't shatter for them necessarily. I'm going to roll insight. Yeah, do roll insight. 17. They don't want the illusion to be ruined. Yeah, that's what I thought. So he communicates that to Tala when he sees it. He's like, I know what you're trying to do, but they don't want it broken. I mean, we kill that grung and their life is going to come crashing down either way. Yeah, but I'm just letting you know, I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to achieve anything except maybe making some people mad. The rest of the crew, what do you want them to be doing while you guys are stalking off towards the grung corner? Do you want them to go with you? Yeah. Squad formation. Tala just does the like captain <laughs> finger thing of like, we're going this way Yeah, now. we're doing a proper trailer thing where we've got Tala on the ground, marching forwards with the squad <laughs> behind her. And then you've got like the, just the shadow of Skylar, like just leaping from building to building. And Bodhi just wading his way through puddles. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. I've, huh? My foot's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> My boot's stuck in the mud. <laughs> Who wants to play stuck in the mud? Josh never did that as a kid. I just have to make that clear. I've talked to him about this before. Not thinking You've never played stuck in the mud? I've played stuck in the mud. Did you do the thing where at break time, you would like link arms, put your arms around each other and chant, Who wants to play stuck in the mud? Or like a different game. And you would chant. And if people wanted to play, they joined in with the link no. until you had enough. Oh, Shut up! Alicia, you're it's the weirdo. The Alicia's the weirdo. Alicia's the weirdo. Alicia's I, the weirdo. I used to link up, and then and then once you had enough, you would play the game, and then someone would go, "Oh my god, can I join in?" You go, "Oh, sorry, it's not my game." 
<laughs> so you avoid of having to make the decision. We did definitely have the sorry it's not my game. Definitely had that, but no. I can't believe people didn't chant and link arms. No. So no one else went to a culty primary school. Gotcha. Love that. <laughs> Love that for me. Speaking of culty primary schools, <laughs> as you guys are moving uh, through this town, like you're seeing these people sort of trying to, almost like they're trying to pick up scraps of normality. Like there are people picking up pots and trying to survey how broken they are or um, trying to sort of write supports that have been under buildings and like the community is pulling together to try and help each other through this as you are almost like walking through. Um, what I'd like to ask, obviously Skylar, you're, you're scampering. The rest of them, Pad, Tiny, Lizette, Alfred, Matteo and Kelsey, how are they, what energy do you want them to have? Determined? Yeah, I think Tala would kind of just say like, hey, we're going to go get rid of the bad guy. Yeah. And just expect them, like they all knew that that was the plan of coming into the city. Mm -hmm. So assuming they're past their fear that they had. What I will say is that as you got further from the temple itself, like these fears seem to have abated. Mm. And they are like getting determined like um, Lizette. They're sort of striding along, cracking their neck and, and, and popping their knuckles, sort of doing the shoulder roll thing, putting a bit of a skip into it. Um, somehow Alfred has a cigarette from nowhere um, and is just loading <laughs> bullets into his rifle. And then like there are pistols that you didn't know he had that are also like getting loaded. Mateo is sh sharpening like the knives on a, on a leather strop. As, as you're sort of stri striving through. And Kelsey just looks fucking badass. Incredible. Oh, of course she does. I love Kelsey so much. <laughs> like her hair is flowing. Her tattoos are there. She's got a rifle slung over her shoulder. And in the other hand, she's just got like a, it's like a small knife that seems to be very light in her fingers. She's wearing tall boots too. I don't know why that makes a difference. It does. Tyler definitely gives Kelsey like a nod of approval and then a little wink. Ooh. Oh yeah, she winks back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck again. <laughs> Can you? Um, particularly big pothole. Which is just a pot in a hole that had fallen. Oh, fell in a hole. Oh my God. That's very good. I like that. I've stubbed, I've stubbed my um, toe. Yeah, every time Bodhi gets stuck, Tiny is just like, Tiny and Pat are staying at the back of the pack. Oh, goodness. Mostly because Tiny recognised very quickly that people are moving too quickly for Bodhi to be able to catch up. <laughs> so he's just like picking him and moving him along. Good but eggs. the two of them seem to be like gently concerned and trepidatious. Mm. There's an amount of bravery that Pad and Tiny never really had. Mm. Norma was full of gumption. Yeah. Shimmer, fuck knows what was going on with Shimmer. Loved the chaos. Shimmer loved anything. the chaos yeah. of anything. Yeah. Tiny has always tried to avoid combat where possible, but throws himself fully into it. Yeah. And Pad is kind of, uh, he's a bit of a pussycat really. Like w w In every sense of it. Like he'll, yeah. he'll fight like hell if he's pushed into a corner, but would much rather be lying on a hot rock. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey chaps, we got this. Yeah. We got this. Yeah, we got this. I believe in you. We all do. Pats you on the shoulder, Bodhi. Uh, Bodhi, you realise that like when you're near Pad, you feel like better. <sighs> oh. I mean, that make in, in turn makes him feel yeah, yeah, so yeah. much worse. Know, but also, there's, there's yeah, like, <laughs> there's like I don't know, like a ten foot radius around Pad. It just feels warm and good. You feel more yeah. resilient. I feel that every time I look at my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? As you move across town towards the Grung's shadowy, foggy corner, Skylar. The most direct route will take you past your home. Yeah, I take it because I want to just check that it's not like being set on fire or something. I mean, that's fair. As you get near your home, your home actually isn't overly near any of the ruins, so hasn't been too badly affected. Mm -hmm. You don't see your your mum and your dad around. Okay. You do see your sister who's just sort of like 
picking up bits of detritus that have obviously been knocked off the roof or fallen off a table or something. She doesn't seem mm -hmm. sad or anything as you're sort of walking past and obviously being a member of the Sticks family, uh, she notices you. <laughs> as I'm like on the roof. Yeah, as, as you're just like on the roof, like skulking along, she immediately like turns and looks at you and like, just like quirks her head at you. He kind of just like gives one little wave. Scala, the ground's safe now. The floor's lava, didn't you she know? She does a, a, like a 10 foot vertical leap. <laughs> and it's like nimbly lands on like the edge of the roof of the of your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, how long has the floor been lava for, Scala? Like, she, like she's got a fun expression on her face. She's like, oh, this is a fun game. Oh, like only lasts like 10 seconds. So I think your shoes are fine. I won't tell mom. Thank but you goodness. better like, you know, watch out. It's any floor. I, I don't know. It's not just the ground. Like looks at the roof. <laughs> no, no. It's just anything that's called a ground or the floor. Oh, you were never very good at this. No wonder your feet are stumps. She, she hears what you say and like <laughs> pouts in a sisterly way. Mm -hmm. In like a, this is the same dumb joke you always make. Mm -hmm. And then like a, a like, like <laughs> her head quirks again and, and a sort of a look of like, oh yeah, goes across her face. And she says, uh, Scala, hmm. where'd you get that crown from? Ooh. None of your damn business. I say in a brotherly tone, hoping that she takes it. Roll me a persuasion check. Twelve? I think it is my damn business. Because I ain't never seen anything like that before. You ain't told no one about it, and no one's missing it, which means you must have got it from somewhere. And you ain't told me about it, Scala. You always tell me things. I want to roll an insight on that. You can roll an insight check on that, yeah. Mm, nine. She seems to be telling the truth. This seems to be a genuine, what's up with that? Why are you not telling us what this is? When you need to know, you'll know. But I want to know, Scala. Is it, like, she looks over the other side of the house. She, she's sort of walked up the, it's not quite thatch. It's like thatch if, if thatch was made out of wood instead of straw. And sort of come up to the, the apex of this with you. Looks over the edge and sees, like, the rest of the gang swagging through. Bodhi notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. It's just that I noticed it when you came into town with your new friends and... I thought maybe they'd given it to you as a gift. It is a gift, but it's not from my friends. It's real nice, Scala. And she just hugs you. Aww. And it's not like a, I've missed you, I'm so glad you're back, hug. It's just a hug. It's a nice hug, as far as hugs go. He gives her a hug like, I've missed you and I'm glad you're back. Slightly muffled because her face is sort of in the in your chest, I guess. But you hear her, she says, Scala, you're hugging different too. She just got a 26 on her inside check. Wow. You are not Jacques LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a bit of a rough day. She nods. Okay. Everything's going to be okay. I didn't say it wasn't. Then what are you frowning about? He gives her a tiny, tiny little shove. There's something, Scarlet, that mom and dad haven't said. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't want to know. You, you've been real weird today. Real weird. You're looking at things like you ain't seen them for heaven knows how long, and you just hugged me like you've never been hugged. And I'm worried that this crown thing you've got on is, is changing you. He like smiles, but like his teeth clench a little bit. Like, you know, when you're like just trying to keep your emotions under control, cause it's all too much. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, crown's a gift from y'all. It can't be that bad. Just trust it, okay? All right. You trust me? I trust you. Well then what are you worrying about? She nods. Scala, roll me an insight check. 16. The elves here believe everything that they are told and your sister has believed everything that you have told her, whether you told it to her with words or not. As she looks up at you, like she puts one of her little skinny gaunt hands and she looks skinnier. Mm. Maybe it's because the light, or maybe it's because she looks worried, but she looks skinnier. You can just see like tears welling up in her eyes and says, uh, don't make mom pass out. Oh, yeah. And then like kicks you in the shin, slides down the oh. roof and like scampers off. I'm telling mom 
and pa. It's too late. She's scampered. She's scampered away. She's got that stick scampered Damn down it. to the down to an art, a fine art. So he just kind of like rubs his shin, like, but like you know when you're kind of annoyed, but uh, you wouldn't change him. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that the squad formation has massively carried on without him, and so he assassin creed <laughs> runs. Yeah, you're now you're now only slightly in front of where Bodhi would be. I put my paws on the roof near Bodhi, and I'm like. Do you want the hand? No, no, I'm absolutely fine. Water like sloshing out of his dungarees. I, I will say, Bodhi, each time you like fall into like one of these little tiny potholes, your skin is like, oh my god, I love water so much. <laughs> I love so being good. wet. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just fully being a pick me girl right now. Just <laughs> just going, oops, no, I no, no, again. oops, I fell. Oh, no. oh my god, tiny, help me up. Oh. You continue moving <laughs> through the town, and it seems as though people are obviously noticing Skylar running across the roofs. They notice him, but they're not like, oh, that's unusual. Because it's not that yeah, unusual. It's not. <laughs> for, well, really, for anyone in this place to be like running across a roof or anything like that. And actually, Skylar, to be yeah. fair, like, you will occasionally go past other young elves who are hurriedly moving in the other direction. It's like a second uh, a second walkway, really. Mm. You all become aware of the fact that the day is kind of starting to turn into evening. And as you do so, like people are starting to hurriedly gather up, like even out of their shacks and the shacks that have been displaced by these huge buildings coming out. People are starting to gather bits of food coming out and onto like cloths or they've some of them have got like big wooden trays that they're beginning to stack their food in. And they take that to a central point, don't they, to like give to the ground? They do, yes. Skylar, you would know where this central point is. It's like a large uh, stone in the very centre of the settlement. Is there any sign of the grung or people or anything gathering around that so, hut? So the grung, the grung has it's it's more than just a hut. It's like a whole. Oh. Well, t- to be on- to be honest, Skylar, you've never been there. Like you've seen it, and it is shrouded in fog. You cannot see into it. You know that there is a, at the very least like a moat, and you expect okay. there's land because you can see some trees that sort of reach out of the fog as well. Um, you don't know what is there. Uh, people do not seem to be moving towards that. They seem to be taking all the stuff towards this central rock. So we're thinking he won't show up to collect his food at the end of the day? We're thinking the hut is the is the better place? He's got to make a decision. He's got to decide whether he's getting the food or staying and protecting his place. Yeah, I want to see what's in this fucking lair. Cool. Wait, lair? No, no one, no one, no one spoke about Alair. Alair's not good. Alair's never oh, good. Come on, Bodhi. He's big, big bad crime guy. Can we, can we call it just a, a, an abode? Would that be okay? That's got your name in it. Do you want that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've never been uh, anywhere near chaos or impending doom. So uh, <laughs> we can call it whatever you want. A pond, a froggy pond. Oh, that's far less um, terrifying. What about his stool? Because he's a toad. <laughs> I don't want to go through the the, the grung's stool. <laughs> you get near near the edge of this sort of moat that surrounds this foggy area, and the the town around here, around this part, is almost deserted. There are no ruins that have risen up here. Possibly the people around here have gone to other places to help or they've taken all the food they have to this central stone. Before you is essentially like a swirl of dense fog, the size of, I would say, a reasonable 
country house, like country manor house. You, you don't know what is within that fog. It is thick, it is dense. It almost looks, if you get too fixated on it, you can't even see the fog swirling from how thick it is. How far away is his place? Depends on what you're asking. I'm wondering whether a gust of wind would disperse the fog and we could just put that up to, to walk there because that disperses fog. You're welcome to try. Yeah, Tala will do a gust of wind to see whether she can like clear a more visible path for everyone. Um, so Tala, your eyes sort of flash white, your, your tattoos sort of on your hands glow and you just sort of summon this gust of wind that makes your hair look very mm. cool while you're doing she it. She probably just like blows it off of her hand and it just like becomes this gust. Mm. Nice, I like that better. It makes like an indent into the fog but it's like pushing your hand into a memory foam mattress Ooh, and it just really like cool. flows back in. It doesn't wisp out. Tala just right. leaves the spell up while she's got it just to do some good hair whipping for the while. Her hair whips back and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, do we want to tie ourselves together and venture forth? Um, have you got oh, some good adventurer's robe? Uh, adventurer's robe. <laughs> the only twine you should be buying. Um, <laughs> Tyler, roll me a strength saving throw. Oh, shit. Have I whipped my hair too hard? Oh, that's a 15. A gust of wind comes out, like a almost like a precision bolt, strikes you in the chest and moves you back 15 <gasps> feet. Comes out of the fog. Comes out from within the fog. Oh, damn. Roll me an insight check before you react. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's a 22. That was your gust of wind. <gasps> oh. oh, so it like sank in and then came back Pinned at me. back out. Oh, interesting. Tala like quirks her head and I'm just gonna move forward and just try and like gently press on the fog. Um, so to press on the fog, you're gonna have to go into the water first. Oh, there's water before the fog. Yeah, there's a moat around it. I yes. thought that the fog and the moat were like on top of each other. You can't see through the fog, but you can see the moat. So sure. it's like a it's like a dollop of of cream on a on a on a jelly plate. I, don't like I have regular rope that yeah, we can tie ourselves together. Might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if adventurer rope isn't available, then... Um... The rest of the crew all have, like, various kinds of rope. Uh, Mateo steps forward and says, um, Oh, you see, I, I use, uh, I use um, uh, silk rope. Silk rope. It feels great on the skin. And there's, like, a ting that comes from their, <laughs> comes from their smile. Tala's going to tie herself between Tiny and Kelsey. Just a filling in a yummy sandwich. I mean, I'm not going to be overly concerned about how you guys all tie yourselves to each other. No, that's yeah. fine. I just, I just wanted to make my positioning clear. <laughs> I understand. Are you all tying yourselves to each other? So you're like one long line. Yeah. I think so. I think. I We're think, all in this I together. Great to like help find each other. It does mean if one of us goes down, we are like fucking dominoes. But I'm game. I mean, look. I think. I think there's there's enough uh, big strong people here to, to to be able to help us if one of us goes down. I just think being as as, as together as possible is is mm. the best scenario here. Great, we stay as one. All right. Is it possible just to like kick a rock or something into the water first? Just to make sure it's not acid. Uh, you pick up a rock and chuck it in the water. Uh, as the rock strikes the surface of the water, the two become inexorably entwined in a chaotic fury of different physics struggling against each other creates a sound that sounds like plop and ripples move across the surface of the water. I was like, this is a bit, right? You're definitely doing a awful, bit. Awful, awful. Okay. okay, getting wet? No one says anything on pain of death. <laughs> <laughs> in the eyes, gentlemen. 
ocean ladies. <laughs> now that it walks forwards. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the water? Into the water. You all begin to wade into the water. It's cool against your skin and quickly seems to get quite deep. It does not appear to be flowing and you sort of reach the edge of this fog cloud, all able to sort of maintain your buoyancy. Alfred seems a bit disconcerted, but I think it's because he's wearing a big heavy coat. Yeah, mm. didn't get the memo. Can we touch the fog now? Yeah. It is cold. Not incredibly cold, but it's just like cold fog. It is like you are inhaling solid cloud. You can still breathe. Mm. You're just aware that you are incredibly humid. Imagine if you can like get there a cold sauna or a cold steam room. Oh. You push through and become aware that you you cannot see through this fog. Like even being in it, you lose sight of the people who are directly next to you. You cannot see your hand in front of your face. So you are all connected together, swimming through this cold, almost impenetrable fog. Unable to see, and it's starting to like muffle sounds as well. And as though you're walking into an air-conditioned department store on the hottest day of the year, you feel relief. The fog lifts from in front of your eyes. That cold sensation permeating every facet of your being suddenly leaves. And you see that you are all in this grove with deciduous trees that sort of arc over, pockmarked with conifers. You see there is a humble little lean-to shack. It looks more like a shrine than a shack, like no bigger than, than I guess, like a, a, a doghouse that you'd find in like like in television media. Oh. There's like a small fire pit with a flame that is extinguished. A small path made of like little cobblestones that lead up to this shrine. There, there is grass, it's, you know, short grass, and it feels warm, but very humid. It is still very humid, but it's warm. Does the shrine have a symbol on it? Is it like a shrine to Jarl? Are you going to get closer to it? Yeah, enough to like see it. If we can't see from here, then yeah. Roll me an investigation Can check. we multiple people do? Yeah, absolutely. Mine's a 13. Mine's a 27. I only got a 14. Ooh-wee! Tala and Skyler, you just see this inverted staghorn symbol. Again, same as before, with the four tines crossed. Bodhi, you sort of look at it and realise that that's just the imprint that remains on there from a larger thing that had been carved into this shrine. And as you sort of get close and examine it, you make out the, the, the tines of this almost like there are some missing and there are some swirls above almost like ballooning over sort of like a (laughs) carving of a squid. Oh Josh, that is so good. But, more than that, Bodhi, as you look at it, you realise that where the staghorns cross over, it almost looks like what we would describe as a double helix sort of symbol with, like, some faces that are, like, distorted and almost pained. Oh. The bulbous head of, of what may be a squid actually looks to be, like, some sort of tempest with with like tendrils oh, reaching fuck. out of it. Fucking oh, no. shitting fucking bollocks. You notice that like six of these faded etchings of tendrils are almost like sideways knowing smirks. 
and then you notice around this whole thing, like the faintest markings in it, there are seven meteorites or like depictions of asteroids like streaming in towards oh, it. Oh my goodness. Using using a bit of chalk from a sealed off uh, compartment in my dungarees, I start drawing this out on the depiction and uh, mm-hmm. once I've done, just kind of turn, look at everyone else and just say, oh folks, I think we're in it now. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, this yep. is a shrine to a being that you now know as Axel. Skylar, roll me a perception check. A 17. You avert your eyes from this. Maybe there's something in you that compels you to not not know what perhaps you already knew in your heart of hearts. And instead you look at these trees, these unnatural trees that grow in this grove. And you look up and in the gnarled bark and in the interplay of the branches, you think you can make out shapes. Sometimes in the branches it looks like people, like two hands, holding hands. And in the bark that makes up the trunks, you think you can see pained expressions, faces of people. It's not the people who became the guards, is it? Oh my goodness. The branches making out almost like skeletons looming above this grove. Their fingers, gnarled twigs reaching down and then just a pained face. These trees seem to have taken the form of dead elves. Oh my goodness. And that is where we're going to leave the episode. Oh my That is not the happy grandmother willow description I was hoping for. (laughs) Motherfucker. Fucking fuck. What happened to all the elves that were going to become guards? Will our heroes free Oasis from the Grung? And how will the people of Oasis fare in the aftermath? Well, it's all going to come to a head next time on Dice in a Slice. Is it possible just to, like, kick a rock or something into the water first? Uh, no rocks. Is there sticks? I'm going to shoot rocks. an arrow. You can, you, you, can, you can kick a rock in, <laughs> it's little, fine. You little dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? That's what the D in DM stands for. It sounds a dick. It's Dick Man. Yeah. Dick Master. Dick Master. Dick Master. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dick Master, creator of Adventurer's <laughs> Rock. <laughs>